Howdy, 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 how you doing? Hey, it's uh, Rich the Architect here again, and back for another episode of Rich the Architect, What's Next? Um, in today's episode, I have uh, a couple more members of the uh, Legacy Club of the Philly Man, Jersey Man, on again. Uh, I have uh, Eileen Scardina of The First Seven, Shayna Fannin of SF Design, LLC, Justin Deal of Payday Payroll Resources and John Coop, uh, excuse me, John Cooper of Perlo Productions. Uh, in today's episode, we talk about ways that we can help each other out during the um, during this current time of um, the uh, the pandemic. So uh, you know how we can kind of help promote each other and things like that, um, and and some apps that we kind of we we kind of dive into some apps, one or two apps uh, at the tail end of. Um, of this discussion where uh, we can help uh, provide services to the public or provide services to, you know, to each, each other or, you know, to people in our town, etc. So, uh, you know, so we'll just dive right into it. And on the other side, we will, um, yeah, we'll see you there. All right. All right. Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Rich Sanford, aka Rich the Architect, and we're back here again for another episode of Rich the Architect, but the, the What's Next series. Uh, today I have four more uh, guests. Um, like like uh, the last episode, all of these guests today are with the uh, Legacy Club of the Philly Man, Jersey Man uh, magazine, and I'm really honored to have them on today. Uh, before we get into it, I also want to say that none of the opinions that are said or expressed today are Related or um, in relation to any of the member or not the members, but the uh, anyone involved with the uh, Jersey Man Philly Man magazine. So uh, let's just get right into it. We'll um, let all of our guests today introduce themselves. So Eileen, why don't you start? Hi, every hi everyone. Thanks for putting this together, Rich. It's nice to see legacy members together. Um, my name is Eileen Scardina. The name of my company is the First Seven. I'm an image consultant and I concentrate on helping men dress well without a lot of hassle. Um, I'm a mobile stylist, so I have the opportunity to work with them any place from um, formal wear, suits and ties, casual wear, to uh, even custom golf wear. So I make their life easy and help them dress well. All right, great. Thanks, Eileen. Uh, Shana? Hi, I'm Shana Fannin. Um, I'm an interior designer. I uh, have been for 14 years um, and launched, <clears throat> unofficially launched my business about three years ago and then took it full time um, last April, actually. Um, and I've been a member of Jersey Man for, Jersey Man Philly Man for like four years. Um, and yeah, thank you, Rich, for putting this together. Okay. Thank you, Shana. Uh, Justin, why don't you jump in? Yep. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate you having me today. Uh, so Justin Deal, Vice President of Payday Payroll Resources. We are a local family-owned payroll company. Uh, we focus on serving small to medium-sized businesses. Our definition of that is under 150 employees. Uh, it's basically my job to save you time, save you money, and streamline your payroll process. So again, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, kicking this off. All right. Great. Thanks, Justin. And finally, John. Yeah, hello, uh, my name is John Cooper. I work for a company called Perlo Productions, a very corporate video production animation firm. Uh, so what we do is we create marketing content, instructional content, product videos, really anything you've seen on a screen, uh, we're capable of doing it. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the story. I've been there for about a year and with Jersey Man the whole time. Uh, it's been great. I hope to provide a little bit of a younger person's perspective, or at least a super younger person's perspective uh, for all of, all of this that we're going through right now. All right, great. Thanks, John. Yeah, so with this What's Next series, every every episode here is going to be a different type of topic, but kind of centered around the what's next. So, you know, again, with the, the pandemic that's currently going on, you know, with the stay-at-home order and, and all of that, um, today's question is, is going to be, well, how, how's everyone been connecting and staying connecting with families, clients, uh, you know, even the public outside of a, like a virtual call, like a Zoom. I think that's pretty much a, a common thing that everybody is using. And then um, any of those techniques that you're using moving forward, what are any of these techniques that you might implement or you're, you're, you're going to implement once the world becomes quote unquote normal again? Yeah, I'm, um, I'll jump in. I, I've been doing a lot of obviously like Zoom calls, but 
Um, also been using a lot of Dropbox, um, working with realtors to help them during this time. Um, you know, there are some people who still have to sell their home, who still need to list their home or they need to move. And, you know, right now staging, uh, you know, it can't happen. Uh, you know, you can't bring in furniture from outside. So how do I, you know, jump in and help realtors who need to list homes? How do we get their homes photographed, you know, as beautifully as possible so that they're actually looking desirable to sell? So, um, you know, I've been not just utilizing Zoom, but also Dropbox. And what's cool is that, you know, the, they can, the homeowner can upload the pictures and then I can go through and I can make notes with the realtor and then the homeowner is able to, um, you know, make these changes. So, you know, I think things like this are, are, are really interesting ways to use technology that I wouldn't have thought to use them before. Um, and, and I think is really helpful and would continue to be helpful moving forward um, in, in maximizing my time so that I'm not always from the initial conversation with a client, always having to drive out and see their home, um, especially for a smaller project. It might be beneficial for them to take photos of their own home and me be able to kind of jump onto a call, especially because, you know, who knows how long we're gonna be, we're gonna be quarantined. I think that's been really helpful is not just relying on Zoom because that can be awkward, like asking someone to walk around and show me like with their camera and try to comment as you go. Um, so Dropbox has also been super helpful. Yeah, and I, I know of, uh, actually just to just jump in real quick is, um, I know of another architect that I do work with sometimes. He actually is doing virtual calls Yeah. Uh, with, with new clients <laughs> where they're yep. walking around with videos, yeah. So. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And I'll jump in too. So, I mean, our biggest thing being in the payroll industry for the last you know, several weeks has obviously been the, the CARES Act and the IDL. Uh, so when it comes to clients, uh, one of the best approaches has been uh, honestly just email. Uh, we've been sending email blasts out regularly because just because there's so much info out there, especially when you go on social, um, unfortunately, it's not always all accurate. Uh, so we're trying to make sure that our clients always get the best info and the most up to date. Uh, so we've done a lot of blogging uh, more recently. Um, that turns into the email marketing, um, but it's you know, it's really just keeping folks informed, being available. Um, when it comes to family, FaceTime has been the number one. I have uh, three young kids, so everybody always wants to see them and you know, brighten their day a little bit. So we're doing tons of uh, FaceTime calls, and I would agree with Shane. I think you know Zoom's the obvious one, um, but this is something we never really used as much in business before. Um, mm -hmm. I would use it for like tutorials and to train uh, clients, but. I wasn't using it on the sales side uh, really at all. So now this has obviously changed. I think really anything outside of a 30 minute drive is gonna more than likely moving forward, start with a Zoom call, just make sure everything makes sense, um, answer any questions that clients have, because I think most people aren't gonna want you in their business uh, when things open back up. You know, There's gonna be enough to figure out with just getting your staff back in, splitting shifts, you know, doing things like that. But um, yeah, I think the Zoom is, is really going to be one of the, the most powerful keys outside of social media when it comes to just kind of keeping in touch, staying visible. Um, Shane and I actually had a great conversation yesterday about that. You know, she hey, does a, a great... Justin, yeah. we're kind of... Is, is Justin breaking up for everyone here? Justin, you kind of no. broke up a lot. No. Oh, really? Oh, you got it? Yeah, I was, it was, well, it was breaking up on my end. I don't know. Just uh, oh, no. maybe... Oh, I could hear him. Um, I think yeah, I've got well, AirPods on. Yeah, could you, uh, just like the last, I don't know, your last point there, just add that there, just in case, I'm just, because it, it's probably, if I didn't hear, I might, it might have not recorded. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I was saying was uh, really just uh, double down with social as well. Um, I've been talking to Shane and we had a great convo last night um, and just, she was kind of giving me the ins and outs of what she's figuring out marketing wise as she's getting, she's definitely much better at it than I am. And uh, she's serving a working lot of great clients to help with that. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, it's the YouTube channel, um, you know, funneling things down to, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, and making sure that you have a presence so everybody who's home right now can see you. Yeah. Okay, great. John or Eileen, you want to? Yeah, one thing that I found, I mean, I could have done it the entire time, but something I found that I've been doing now is <clears> being <throat> a lot more active in client area Facebook groups and, and LinkedIn groups mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah. that where I'm able to kind of directly interact and I, I don't, I try not to be salesy. I, I, I don't push my product, but I genuinely, if someone asks a question in there that I might be able to answer, I, I give them the answer. And, and that has built a good deal of rapport with me and made me connections that 
you know, all over the country that I wouldn't have happened just going to, as much as I love Jersey Man, I'm never going to meet, you know, a principal in Canada at a Jersey Man event. So it's not yet. To, well, not yet. Yes. Yes. Until Jersey Man expands nationally. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, that, that's kind of a thing that I've been very successful with so far. Okay. So well, I, I, it's my turn. So um, yeah. in the past, I have been a mobile stylist. So I've been able to say to men that I will come to their home or office. Well, obviously that's not happening now, but we, our company now has proprietary software where I can ask a certain set questions and it will populate an algorithm that gives a really great opportunity for a good fit. So it's changing the way I'm doing my business. It's not so much in person, but as I did this morning, I was able to do a fitting with a gentleman that is a groom um, in a couple of weeks. He put the suit on and we have to do one or two little tweaks. It was all done on a Zoom call. So like everyone else has said, you know, Zoom calls have become way more popular for me, not just with my clients, but also with my family as well. Um, so the virtual, um, the virtual um, appointments have been great. I'm also offering guys the opportunity for a complimentary closet clean out during this time when they're looking and spending time at home to assess what they've got, what works, what doesn't work, given and you know, with the help of an eye that's a little bit more neutral, that might encourage them to give up that favorite sweatshirt that really doesn't do anything for them. Um, so I've been offering that to my current clients as well as my prospective clients for them to kind of get a feel for how this might work. We're not sure exactly what's going to be going on in the shopping world, you know, going forward. So I'm trying to and share information about how I can help men now so that, that they can be ready and use this as a platform going forward that's going to help them. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to share is, you know, um, my company, um, that I'm associated with, Jay Hilburn, has done its own little pivot and we have access to um, masks for our clients. So I've been spending some time, you know, de delivering them to my clients so that they have something that's going to be, you know, putting my face and my name in front of them, as well as be helpful to them in their, you know, continued dealings with their clients and family and whatever they're doing. So it's a whole new world, but, you know, I think all of us have shared that we've done some kind of pivoting that, you know, we probably didn't really realize that we had some of these skills yeah. available to us. And now when we, when the push comes to shove, we're actually using them and being successful at them, which is the best thing that we can all say. Right. Yeah. So that's so, definitely the mother of ingenuity. You've yeah. got to figure it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Actually, let me a follow-up question with when you because you mentioned a virtual fitting. How does that sure. work? Because you mentioned that the gentleman had had his own the suit or your suit. And so, so um, for this particular groom, I asked him maybe six or seven very general questions. You know, height, weight. You know, how big your belly is, that kind of thing. But then I also then had the opportunity, Rich, to ask him like, do you wear a watch? Do you wear a big watch so that we can accommodate like a cuff and the size of the cuff, depending on whether a guy wears um, uh, um, a watch or not? Some of those particular things about what he likes in terms of the fit of his clothes. Does he like them tight to his body? Does he like them a little bit looser? And then from there, I was able to share, we split a screen and he was able to go on my website and be able to pick a material, a fabric for a suit the lining, um, a shirt, um, shoes, a belt, and have all those things in place. And then it was created. It was sent directly to him because they can't send to me anymore. Um, the fabric, the finished products were sent to his home. And then we got on a Zoom call and he put each of the pieces on and we compared what the fit, how it fit with the clothes on, how we wanted them to fit, and I'll tell you a little something. He did share with me, he was very honest, he did gain the COVID-10. So we have to do a little <laughs> bit of tailoring. Right. Because yeah. it's gotten a little tight around certain areas, but I've already found a tailor in his town that I'm is open ask for that. Okay, that's cool, yeah. He, there's a tailor in his town 
that is open for certain days, certain times, so that we can easily take care of doing those little adjustments. And if it's done within a certain window, um, Jay Hilburn pays for it and it's no additional expense to my, my client. That's so great. it's a win-win situation in my, in my eyes. Does that I help answer it. your question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you're using local <clears throat> tailors, like someone local to your client, because I think, you know, you can be a national mm -hmm. company, still support local. Yes. Um, and I think that's really critical and really cool that you guys do that. Yeah. And of course, I'm hoping that this gentleman, when he um, goes to the tailor, it, you know, he wants it let out a little bit, but he's not going to let it out too much so that he stays comfortable in that bigger size that he needs to eventually have it taken in a little bit more when he loses that COVID test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, were, were you doing that, like in terms of having local tailors do some of the work previous to COVID in the, in the shutdown? And Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so this was an opportunity that was always available um, to clients of using a local tailor. It, and let's face it, if um, there, there are two options that we can go if something doesn't fit a gentleman. You can have it completely remade or you can have it just tailored. Most times it just needs a little bit of tweaking to fit him. And as Shana said, you're, you know, using local talent to be able to um, get to fix a problem and be a resource. And it's going to be far less expensive and less timely also, as opposed to having something completely remade. It takes a little bit more time than taking it to a tailor. Okay. Great. Um, hey, John, I know with your work with augmented reality, is there a way to uh, tie some of whether it's Eileen or, or, or Shana's kind of processes with uh, what you do? Um, I mean, as far as augmented reality is concerned, uh, certainly. Um, I, I mean, to, for, to explain to those who uh, aren't sure about what augmented reality is, augmented reality is, it's not virtual reality where you put the headset on. It's like that without a headset. Uh, so we'll create an app for your phone that recognizes target images in the real world and will play video or animated content appearing to be in the real world. So if you, if you ever play Pokemon Go, uh, you've seen that like little augmented reality, like the Pikachu goes on your desk sort of thing. And, and that's what we're talking about. So as far as like a tailor, um, you could have uh, an app, you could send out like a mailer um, with the person on it and you could have an app where I can look at like and put different suits on them, put different accessories on them uh, all on my phone and have it kind of be in the real world. Hmm. Um, you, you could also do that with a, with a home. I, I've seen it done with, with um, that sort of an interior design thing. Uh, I'm forgetting the exact term for it, staging. Um, for, for home staging where you can have a picture of a, of a room and, and put different pieces of furniture in the room. Um, it, it's all possible. Um, it, yeah. There's kind of the sky's <laughs> the limit with that yeah. technology um, and, and it's, very much a new frontier. Uh, yeah. very, very, most things we're doing, we're like, oh, well, we've never really even seen that before, but we're gonna do it. Um, so yeah, there, there's many, many different ways. We're doing less of it now because, you know, people are going out um, to see the augmented reality setups and stuff. Um, but we, when, when stuff reopens, we plan on getting that again hard. Yeah. You're gonna say it, something, Eileen? Or? No, I was going to say that just sounds so interesting. I had never even knew that that was a possibility. I, I really like the idea of that. Yeah, I can see like, you know, retail, like we were, somebody had mentioned retail earlier and, you know, using augmented reality in the retail environment. I mean, I've seen app. you know, there's already applications out there like, you know, a, a furniture shop or something where they can, you know, do the staging and, and bring that in. So I see where that could be a shift on the, on a retail um, you know, whether it's clothing or, or furnishings or, or something else, you know, you want, to see, you want to know what it looks like on your shelf, you could, you could actually do that online, you know, or yeah. in some cases now, but, you know, probably more in, in the future. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so, so, um, so, yeah, so in terms of like, like, you know, moving forward, I mean, where, you know, some of these things, especially like with, with connecting with whether it's, it's um, you know, your current clients or any, maybe some, some of the newer clients you, you, you've gotten like during this time, you know, what are some, some of these techniques you can see that can really, really be working in the future for you? 
um, to, you know, to help grow and, and sustain your business. I'll jump in. I think a big thing that I've started to do uh, through all this was um, the local business interviews. So 2020, kind of before all this happened, I really wanted to start focusing back on my surrounding areas in my hometown because um, I was already so connected to that community. Uh, and then when I looked it up, we have like 7,600 businesses in our town alone. Um, so I was like, wow, that's you know, kind of a, a big pot that I've never really spent a ton of time um, you know, trying to farm. So this has been a great way. You know, cold calling is kind of tough during these times. Uh, it's an awkward conversation to have with a lot of people, especially because you don't know where their business is and how, how drastically it was inf- affected. Yeah. Um, so this has been a great way to kind of warmly discuss what people's businesses are. When we talk offline, I can usually hear some of their pain points. And it's been great to have such a big network to then be able to plug other folks and kind of help their business and, uh, you know, resolve whatever issue it was. But I was actually talking to Shane about it last night. I want this to keep evolving. So the next phase of the interviews is more going to be for the local businesses when they're getting ready to open up doors for the restaurants, the salons, you know, what, uh, what they're implementing procedurally to, you know, keep their staff, keep the clients safe. And then from there, I really just want to turn it into client spotlight videos uh, where all of our clients will just be kind of a, a free marketing service that's added in with their payroll. Um, it's just, it really is, it's a great way to stay visible. It's great content. You know, you're really mm-hmm. helping push somebody else's business and give them the platform yeah. that, you know, a lot of business owners just don't have the time, but now carving out 15 minutes, 20 minutes for an interview for them to speak on their business and yeah. give that personal side for the community to really kind of, uh, you know, relate to. Um, and it kind of goes back to what John was saying earlier. Um, I then kind of all the local township talk and all of our local groups, I, I have about eight that I'll put all the posts in and, and again, just try to get eyes on all these other businesses. And again, it's just really about adding value any way I can at this point and, and helping. Yeah. Something tells me that uh, I'm going to see you like at all these different restaurants getting uh, free lunches and <laughs> breakfasts and dinners. And oh, I think that's a great idea because you have a dad. I mean, you know, you have a much we all have a database that, you know, or people in our network or, you know, clients or, and for you, Justin, I think that's great to have like a payday client spotlight, um, you know, and be able to, to this is, it just makes perfect sense because you're already reaching out, you know, you're all of your clients for other businesses. So, um, and many of them smaller businesses. So it's just great for them to be able to, you know, use each other rather than having to, to go outside of that pool. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. And it's been a great snowball effect. You know, a lot of businesses, once they get in and they're like, oh, wow, this guy really didn't, it wasn't a sales pitch. He really was just highlighting my business. I mean, I don't even talk about payday outside of just uh, introducing myself. And yeah, yeah, the next thing you know, they introduced me to five or six people who maybe didn't know who payday was. And now at least we have that conversation. I help them. And, you know, when I call them in a month or two and things get back to normal, it'll hopefully be answered a little warmer than typical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, I could actually give you an example recently, you know, because Justin and I, you, you and I, like we live kind of, we live, you live in Washington Township, I live in, in Williamstown, so we're the next town over, but two nights ago, my, uh, my daughter was craving donuts. So uh, I can give you one guess of where I went yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Bunts, baby. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, we went over there, and actually I had, uh, we had a couple extra this morning, so that's what I had for breakfast, but, uh, you know, and I've been there before, but it was just a reminder that was nearby and it was like yeah you can go to a Dunkin Donuts or something like that but it was like when I told her I was like oh I'm gonna go over she didn't remember the name of it but I told her I was like remember when we went and the lady was asking if your mom likes coconut and I told her I was like well dad likes coconut it was like you know a funny joke she's like oh yeah we gotta go there we gotta go there so that's uh, yeah they're awesome over there because a lot of people don't know right it's kind of a guessing game a lot of times especially Mm -hmm. in food you know who's open who's not um, so it's been great. My wife actually just did the same. We have friends that have sent us some baked goods since we've all been in quarantine. And uh, she wasn't really baking being pregnant right now, but she went over, got a bunch of mama bunts and dropped them off as a little thank you as well. Yeah, yeah. I got to think, yeah, with your wife being pregnant, you probably have a few cravings you got to <laughs> take Absolutely. care of. And very, very random. So that's why I think I know every food place that's open. <laughs> so if you need a cuisine, <laughs> let me know. Chances are I know a spot. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anybody else with, um, you know, kind of moving forward? Uh, well, one of, the, one of the things that I've been uh, a part of um, for the last couple of weeks, maybe six or seven, and it's part of the Legacy Club, was a, a group of us have gotten together on Tuesdays and Friday mornings for like a phone call like this. And um, Mike Perlow from John's company is, is there. And one of the things that he has graciously um, 
opened up to all of us is that if we wanted to do like a little blurb about our business and send it to him, he would open it up and, you know, um, edit it, put our logo in, and then be able so and then send it back to us so we could put it up on Facebook or whatever kind of platform that they that we would like, which for someone like me that's not savvy in that play in that area, it was a wonderful, fabulous suggestion. And you know that I'm I've already suggested um, Perlo Productions for something else that Mike has done and offered up in that you know, virtual graduations. So I think the, the kind of interactions that we're having now and the offerings that are available, we're going to make use of them now if we can, but then we're gonna, as Justin said, we're gonna remember those people when we come yeah. out of this. It's like, oh yeah, that's the guy that talked about the, the donut place that was open that's not that far from our house. Yeah. And that's the guy that did the virtual graduation in a time that I was pulling my hair out about how to honor a graduate. So I think that all of this really does go far in setting the stage for not only now, but propelling us to the future. And I, I, for myself personally, in addition, I think that I've really connected with different people on LinkedIn as a result of this. I never was truly a big user of LinkedIn, but this has kind of forced me by my own choice for the greater good and good reason to connect with people in different ways for the same thing how can i help you can you help me maybe not today but you know maybe down the line mm -hmm. yeah to kind of piggyback off of that as she mentioned we were offering to do that for free we've been offering our services a lot of services for absolutely free um, because when we when we started this we were looking at and we weren't even sure what we we're going to do but we knew what we could do to help people we knew how we mm -hmm. could do to help people and we hope that we would kind of be remembered after this. And what we found is we've been remembered during this. We, we expect to continue to be remembered after this. And honestly, I, one of the things we'll probably continue to do moving forward is just finding those ways to offer free services to help people um, as, because it, it has been good for us. When, when, when you're good to people, they'll be, yeah. they'll be good back mm -hmm. to you. Um, and yeah. I think that's something we'll kind of take from this and continue. Not that we weren't, we were bad to people, um, but, <laughs> but, but kind of that going the extra step uh, during these times, I think we'll continue to go that extra step as we get out of this as well. I think it's putting back in the forefront of our minds. I mean, I, I know the principle for me has been taught to me from the beginning is when you're networking, when you're growing your network, when you're looking to connect with people, you always want to be giving first. Um, and that's always been a philosophy of mine, just trying to think like, how can I give to this person first? If it's not a connection, is it a piece of information? Is it, you know, is it a, is it a networking event or is it, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, constantly trying to think, how can I, you know, be beneficial to this person? And, and not always am I able to be successful, but I think in this moment, it's just reinforcing, you know, how is it that I can help this person? And just how can I help being a mantra and a, and an easy thing to remember in this moment? And that's something that I don't want to lose sight of on the other side of this, you know, just making sure that um, I'm constantly not getting distracted as by life as much, you know, and allowing myself to be present in those moments and really remembering, okay, I really want to help this person. I really connected with this person. I really liked them. And, you know, I want to help them and, and remembering to do those things quickly and not just like saying, okay, well, I'll do it sometime in the next week or two, but just doing it right away. And, and, and being beneficial to that person, you know, as soon as I possibly can, um, because I think that reinforces the relationship and it also shows that you really care. Like if you, if you do it two weeks later, I mean, they still care, but it's another thing if you, if you stop and you make sure you're taking care of that person, you know, doing what you can to help them, you know, as soon as you possibly can. Um, and I just think that's been something that, um, that I really want to make sure that I'm, I'm keeping front of mind moving forward. Yeah. Well, and, it's interesting. I might, this might take a little bit of a left turn here, but one thing I was just, as you were talking, I just realized, I'm like, I've noticed that a lot of the interactions I've been having, you know, yeah, there's plenty of negativity out there with just the, just the general news of a pandemic and all that. But the interactions I'm having with people, even though they're kind of virtual, have been a heck of a lot more positive, mm -hmm. I think, than, you know, in past when I was in person. You know, one of the things I'm thinking of, like, when we, you know, you have a networking event, how many times have you met somebody who is automatically selling you? Like, you know, they're selling you up. Front. I don't they're network with that, those people. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, you run in, you know, you run in. Justin knows that. Justin knows. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so great to meet you. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I realized I'm like I have not had a conversation like that in you know probably two months. You know, everything online is not is not like a direct sell any, anymore. It's it's more about you know having conversations like figuring you know not figuring people out, but you know getting to know people. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. well, empathy is empathy is the winner right now, right? You have to be yeah. understanding and really put yourself in people's shoes. I think you know the the biggest quote, I guess, that's really stuck with all of this is that we're all in the same storm but different boats. I think that was yeah. perfectly said. Um, and you don't right, you don't know who's just hanging on with the life raft or who's just got right. a bunch of tires and a tarp. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. you know you really do you have to kind of take that step back and and not be as aggressive as we have been in the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, I was about. I said you were gonna say something, or I just. No, no. I was just thinking. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, okay. and then I was like, no. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, say it. <laughs> I, I just, I just, yeah. To your point, I just think, um, you know, we don't know what a lot of people are going through, and I know it's really hard. Like I. I have a friend who is actually my director. I, some of you know this, and some of you don't know. I was a semi-professional salsa dancer for four years. And the, the man who is my dance director um, from those years, um, you know, he owns a small business at the studio down in South Jersey. And, you know, he, he, his wife doesn't work because they have, they have a son who has some developmental difficulties. And so she, she, homeschools that takes care of their son so right now they have zero income coming in and and just looking at okay they own a dance studio when is it that they're going to be actually able to safely open up and allow people back in and even when they do there's probably going to be restrictions on numbers of people and and so I think it's really critical in times like this to remember you know to think through the people that you know both past and present and think about you know how is it that I can be beneficial to this person in this moment and also about how do you help them get back on their feet when they're able to reopen how you know I don't I, I think when we I think the critical point is going to be that when things open back up that we not get lost in opening back up that we that we continue to focus on helping each other and and lifting all boats because when when we when you know the rising tide lifts all boats we, we want to make sure that no one's anchored and left behind mm -hmm. um and and we're not lost in okay i can go now so let's go you know full time we have to make sure that you know we're only as strong as as the weakest link and if we all are connected as human beings and we are truly connected and then thinking about ways to help promote other people's businesses who have suffered immensely you know during this time not just restaurants there's so many other businesses oh. who have had to close yeah um, so I, I mean i can just jump in because my wife owns a ballet school so yes, yes, I, yes. i'm totally relating to i know exactly yeah. what the issues are yeah. there yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and just figuring out how to, how do we support those businesses? How do we, you know, wear masks? You know, make sure they have masks because they're not going to be able to afford to buy masks to provide for people. So how do we make sure that they can get back to work and that they can have an income again? Um, mm -hmm. Devastating for someone who has a single income household and owns their own business. Doesn't matter how long it's been around to to have to lay off all of their people and and not have any income for your family that's that's a devastating loss how do we help them come back yeah not I and mean, i've seen businesses you know not just the dance but you know similar businesses like uh you know gym or martial arts school or something like that where they've tried you know they're providing virtual instructions but really it, it you know my wife sees it on on her school she's like it it, it can only go so far you know especially with her teaching children it's like yeah. or I'm, I'm seeing the same thing with my kids at school yeah like my, my daughter who's in third grade their school just said we're not giving them as much, as much work anymore the days are going to be shorter because they're just the attention span isn't there anymore the the drive isn't there you know so. and the parents don't have time if you still have to work from home parents don't have time to both teach their children and keep their job you know if you've got to choose between your kid not having schooling for a couple of months and being able to keep food on the table right now you're going to choose food on the table and that's right. what you have to make you know and the kid can survive without three months of schooling and you can find creative ways you know weekends or when you're not working to be, have fun and be educational um, but it's just not possible to ask someone to work from home deal with all the distractions take care of their home teach their kids and work work a job from home it's just not it's not a reasonable ask 
Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, yeah, you're all silent because you're like, we have <laughs> Justin and Rich are like, we have kids and they're young. And, yeah, 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 we're we're living that one hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> my my kids are all older and out of the house, but they all have said to me, "Mom, we are so glad that this did not happen when we were in, you know, middle school, elementary school, because you would not have handled it very well." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what, and I, it's true. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've had my, my oldest who's 15, my, uh, we, we were actually just talking yesterday because he's kind of hit this kind of low point right now and he really wants to see friends and stuff like that. And yes. we were talking like, you know, I, I, was, uh, you know, I was in high school in the early 90s, right? So I was thinking back when I was his age, you know, being 15 at you know, 1989, 90, whatever it was. But um, like, I'm like, well, I had Nintendo, but there's only so many games with Super Mario Brothers that I could play that... <laughs> Yeah. There's only like six games back then in, in the whole world. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was telling my, I mean, if you've ever seen videos of like the, the people who play like Super Mario Brothers, like and beat it in like 30 seconds, I was like, I probably would have gotten to the point with that <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, I'd probably be strangling, you know, my sisters and I would be fighting, you know, <laughs> real <Yeah>. quick. <laughs> you know what we pulled back out? Who remembers the Wii? Mm. We still have one. Oh. and all the accessories and they're still functioning so we pulled it back out and we've been doing like playing like mario kart and things like that and i'm like oh my gosh i i totally forgot we even had it still and i didn't <laughs> yeah. even know it still worked um and you have to put a disc in it mm -hmm. I've, I've, <laughs> I, we, we did the same i have three of them sitting in we realized we have three yeah. of them in our house yeah. and uh we tried to pull out guitar hero uh but ah. the guitar was broken the drum didn't work so <laughs> My, my son was playing with the guitar, but you can only strum like down or something. So it, was, like, uh, half of it, yeah, it, it didn't work yeah. that well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, that was a surprise because he's got his Xbox and all the, you know, the yeah. latest stuff, but he just like, he was up in the other room doing the, the old stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, the, uh, one of the lifesavers for me has been the Jackbox party games. Oh, I those are so fun. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're just you use your phone, you connect it to a screen, and everyone's like, Yeah, like fun, you can do like trivia Zoom. and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. to be creative. You can do it over Zoom with literally yeah. anyone. Yep. It's the same yeah, as before, so that, yeah, it's a, like a party pack or something that you can. It's like 20, I think it's discounted now. It was like 15 bucks or something last time I checked, and mm -hmm. there's like weird named games, and you're like, I don't know about these games. The names are weird, but the games are fun, and you know, it's, it's good to play. I think you can play with up to 10 people it's eight or ten i think depends on the game it depends yeah. on the game but i think but even even with those games what we learned is that even if there's like 10 people in the game you can only have eight people even the people waiting like in the waiting room are still kind of participating in the game mm -hmm. um so that's kind of fun you're you're they're still able to like participate they're not just watching the game they, they still can kind of weigh in um depending on the game so it's it's still kind of fun yeah it's a good time yeah i've uh i've well, I, I'm into like some of these more like Euro board games. So a little mm. bit more complicated. So I have one that can simply be described as a Dungeon and Dragons board game, but it has mm. an over 50 page uh, instructions booklet. Oh. <laughs> it's very complicated. And uh, there's, a, there's a way to play it solo, which that's what I'm doing. But I've had a couple friends who are interested and I've been thinking about having them set up online, but I'm like, it is way too complicated for me mm. to like try to get somebody involved. But um. But, you know, somebody had mentioned earlier Facebook groups and mm -hmm. uh, being involved with those. So one of the things with this, is there's a Facebook group I'm a member of for this uh, board game. And it's actually showing some people who have have a group that play together, how mm -hmm. innovative they're being, whether it's the Zoom or, you know, a, a video set up or, or apps that they found or apps that have been developed since then to kind yeah. of help games. So, um uh, yeah, well, and actually, since I did mention Facebook groups, um, you know, one of the things um, I've, I've been doing, like, I, you know, I'm in an architect's group. And, you know, so there's that, that group, and I'm sure if you're on any other professional groups, you know, related to your profession, you know, people are asking questions, whether, you know, business, hey, you know, what are, what did you do when you started up? Because that's probably happening a lot in a lot of industries. People are lo losing their jobs, so they're probably looking to start their own thing now you know mm -hmm. um heck that's what i did back in 08 so um you know so i'm finding that you know there's a lot of questions like that but i had started like one of the things i've done is uh some of the software i've done is i started a mastermind 
so I have a mastermind with a couple of other architects. Um, yeah. The software that I use is actually, I'm, I've been using it for, for a very long time. I'm pretty good. I'm actually certified by the, the, the software developer as a, you know, reg certified professional, whatever it is. Which, which so, one is it? Revit. Oh yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So, you were talking about. Yeah. So um, I started a master. I was actually going to do it. It was, it just coincidentally happened at the same time. So I've been doing these weekly masterminds with, you know, four or five other people doing questions. And we've kind of come to the point where we're like, Hey, we may have, not that we're going to create a firm, but now we have a network of people that, if something happens down the road, a bigger project or something, now we have a network that we can all work together. Yeah. You know, so it's a potentially growing cool. the business that way too. Just, just yeah. by, you know, in my case, just talking about software, but you know, any, yeah. any professional could have something like that yeah. as a mastermind. Yeah. Um, so, uh, have you so guys yes. explored next door at all, by the way, speaking of, of groups, um, Never like it. it's a, it's an app and it and it kind of whether or not it's beneficial to you depends on how active your town is um you you go on and you like put in your telephone number and your address and then they like mail you like a, a flyer that like confirms your address or you can get somebody to invite you into a group or into your town's group and why i'm bringing it up is because a lot of like people who like you can't really be on there as a business. You're not posting as a business. You have to post as yourself as a neighbor. I don't know why they don't allow businesses, but you, it, as the owner of a business, you can post for that business, but right. your name has right. to be your name. Um, and um, it, 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 it's a lot of small and local owned businesses will be posting about what resources they have. Maybe they're selling masks or they have hand sanitizer or they've got whatever it is. Um, there, you know, people are asking a lot of questions, checking in and, you know, letting you know what businesses are open, who's giving out free food, you know, like all these different resources, um, that just kind of making sure that everybody in your like local town is, is connected. And so if you, you know, it could be a resource for any single one of you to, to see what local businesses are open, what restaurants are open and or what, what things people need and just being like a resource, um, in that way, it can be really helpful um, to for local business, especially someone like you, Justin, you know, you might be able to see who's actually open, you know, and who you might be able to connect with who, you know, you might be able to save them money on their payroll or, you know, help them out with the payroll, protect, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's lots of people who are looking for things and people will post like I'm looking for an architect to help me with a gazebo I want to design or I mean the, the amount of questions are just random and it's all just neighbors so it can be helpful for some local leads or just to be able to, to understand you know who's open and doing business in your town. I, I'm part of that in my area and um, I found a dog walker to help me out when I was away for, you know, an extended period of time. But a lot of it right now seems to be around, as you said, you know, what, what's open, yeah. you know, what's restaurants open, first of all. But, yeah. But then some, you know, like asking questions about some other things and then yeah. a lot of information about, um, you know, individual home needs, you yeah. know, my roof is leaking. Who's, you know, who do you know that's still working? That kind yeah. of thing, which, yeah. you know, was always, for a homeowner, a townhome, townhome owner, that's yeah. always important stuff, no matter what, but especially yeah. now. But another thing that you, um, that kind of triggered in my head, are any of you are aware of Alignable? Uh, I've heard of it before, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard, you know, I someone invited me to it and I've, you know, accepted it. And, you know, it's a lot of local businesses, but then it's more as your business, putting up information about, who you want to connect with, what kind of work you're looking for, who you want as your next great client. And um, um, I haven't really explored it all that much. It's like on the to-do list of things to do during the virus, but um, it's another resource possibly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and that's the thing. What I found that's, that's beneficial on Nextdoor is that um, you, you can, jumping in and answering someone's question you know, being able to say, oh, you know what, I do know a contractor who, who's yes. open and working and can help you. Um, and mm. this is they're safely, you know, working or, you know, somebody needs a handyman. Okay, I, I have one, you know, I can, you know, I can connect you with a couple. I've 
use a couple different handymen. So, right. you know, I can, I can say, Hey, I have a handyman who's working and is very, and is very safe and capable and, and everything, you know? Um, and so, it, you know, you can be a resource and it helps get your name out there. And then mm-hmm. you know, people naturally are curious and they're going to want to know what else it is that you do. So you can also post about your business. So once you're kind of inserting, you know, a lot of comments, then you can, you can also like post about your own business um, and, and people really latch onto that and they really, yeah. you know, there's a lot of buzz that you can create for yourself. If your next door, if your town is active and next door, if it's not, it's not really going to be all that beneficial, but usually towns are either really active on Facebook or really active on next door. They're not usually really active on both. So mm-hmm. you might find like your town has a page perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or a local town, um, that you can, you can jump into those groups. Those can be really helpful. Does, does Nextdoor focus more like the business to consumer or does it like, you know, a not town for talk business at all. It's person to person. Person, person to person. Well, yeah. I guess the conver- is the conversation more catered towards um, like a town talk page. It can be complete garbage. And so, you it know, can. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It just depends on your town. It really depends yeah. on your town. Um, but each person has to register as themselves. But lots of local businesses, they, they, they usually live locally so they're on next door as themselves but post about the fact that they're like for instance there's like this place sam's deli in east windsor that you know they the owner posts as his name but he says you know sam's deli is open this is what we're doing for the town you know and then somebody else posted okay like these 10 pizza pieces are each giving out pizza you know 100 free pizzas this friday for anybody who's in need um you know and so you can see okay okay you know all these businesses are open um, and then other businesses might say, okay, uh, or people might say, oh, I found toilet paper at this price at this business. And, or that business might jump in and say, you know, we, we were able to get this or that, you know, available or whatever it is. So people are constantly directing people to businesses and other people who can help service their needs. So yes, it's person to person, but that's not what it's really used for. Like sometimes people are like, I lost my dog. And can someone help me find it? But but it's mm-hmm. mostly like, you know, this place is open and this is available. This resource is available here. They've got hand sanitizer at the Walmart. They've got toilet paper at the local pharmacy. Whatever it is, it's all like, you know, and, and if you can jump in and be part of the conversation, um, it can really help to kind of drum up some business for you and to get to know the people in your town um, and, you know, and, and kind of grow your, your recognition in your town that way. Um, especially, you know, those of you who live and work, you know, in, in, in the same area as you live. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's key. I mean, we have in my town, I, you know, we're, we, 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 uh, you know, post here and there on the, uh, the talk page, like, uh, like for example, at this, at this time I have been putting, um, you know, I've worked for a couple, you know, restaurants, breweries, et cetera, a couple businesses in town yeah. and I do the, uh, you know, if you, you're familiar with some of the services I provide, but you know, I provide 3d scanning services and do virtual tours. So yeah. I've been here and there on my town's talk page being like, Oh, remember going to grindstone. Remember going to 13, you know, and I had the tour of that and I put that in there. Yeah. And, uh, what, what's more helpful and, and, and that is helpful, but what's more helpful is when you jump into the conversation, respond to someone else's post, helping okay. other people on pages like that. Like, yeah, I found, yeah, sure. You have to post about your own business, but what seems to be much more beneficial is when you jump into helping other people uh, in a way that's not self-serving really at mm-hmm. all. Um, it yeah, just no. out there in a different way. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, you know, it goes back to like what Justin's been doing with his videos. It's like helping other people out is going to, you know, event, you know, potentially help you out and, and, you know, make, I think the general public is going to see you in a more positive view, yeah. you know, or positive light. I'm sorry. Then yeah, if you're going back to like the networking thing of me and being like, Hey, I'm an architect and this is what I do. And da, 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 da. Hey, uh, do you know anybody? Exactly. I, I cost X amount of dollars, you know, like that type of, yeah. like right up in your face. and selling. Right. Yeah. They don't know you until, until the town knows you until people are comfortable with, Oh, that's the person who always jumps in and helps. Right. Then they care what you have to say until until you've demonstrated that you're the, you actually care and you've developed a level of trust, even on social media, um, people don't care that much what you have to say. That's at least what I found. Yeah. No, I, I always have a great story about this, this actual podcast where I got hired for a job 
by a guy who saw a post about my podcast and he was like, he started off and said, I don't listen to your podcast, but it was a reminder that you were local and I got this project. Yeah. And, great. You know, great project where it's still an ongoing thing for the past couple of years, you know, so. Oh, that's great. Does this is the podcast you know, now. What's that? Does he listen to the podcast now? Have you been working with him for a few years? I don't think so. <laughs> he's never, you know, mentioned. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, no, it's just. Uh, yeah, I saw it on LinkedIn one day. You know, uh -huh. your post, and I, he was like, hey, that's an architect that's down the road for me. Uh -huh. we, need, we need to use an architect. So, yeah, you, you just never know where it goes. I mean, she, yeah, I'm trying to remember if you mentioned tick, you mentioned TikTok before this or or prior to us recording, but you know, yeah. I always give an example of I have. I messed around with it last fall and yeah. never got business from it. But, you know, I put something up about me with a video of a, of an electric panel in my building mm -hmm. and it got 700,000 views. Wow. And, like, and what, wow. what I realized, I was like, it had nothing to do with electric panel. It was that there, a conversation started. It actually started with somebody saying something wrong about electric and uh -huh. people chiming in, correcting him. And then it just, and I wasn't even part of the conversation. Yeah. It was like, it just kept on building and building. So I was like, yeah. go right ahead, everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> one, of the, yeah. one of those times where I just, I open up notifications and I'm flipping and flipping and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know? So you, you never know with all of that stuff. So, um, all right. Well, um, uh, we are about uh, an hour in here. So uh, I think we, 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 this is probably a good spot where we could wrap it up. So, I'm going to let uh, everybody else, if you, let's go back around and, um, you know, again, mention your company, but how everybody can get in touch with you as well. So uh, Eileen, if you want to start. I'd, li I'd love to. My name is Eileen. Uh, the name of my company is The First Seven. You can reach me by phone at 610-304-2879, or my uh, website is www.yourfirst7thenumber.com. And thanks again, Rich. Nice to see right. everybody. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Eileen. Uh, Shana, you want to jump in? Yeah, Shana Fannin, uh, SF Design LLC. I'm an interior designer. And the easiest way to get a hold of me is to, uh, my cell phone is 609-864-6168. Or you can email me. Um, my, my email is Shana. That's S-H-A-N-A at ShanaFannonDesignCo.com. All right, great. Thank you. Uh, Justin? Yep. Thanks again, Rich. Uh, so Justin Deal, Payday Payroll Resources. Uh, easiest way to contact me is my cell as well, 609-617-2645. Uh, you can also send me an email, jdeal, like let's make a deal, D-E-A-L, at paydaypr.com or check us out on the web, paydaypr.com. All right. Great. Thanks, Justin. And finally, John? Yes, John Cooper, Parlo Productions. Uh, the best way to contact me is by sending me an email. That's uh, John, J-O-N, no H, at furloughproductions.com, uh, P-E-R-L-O-W, productions. And you can also call me at 856-669-8369. All right, and great. Also get to connect with all of us on LinkedIn uh, yes. or Facebook or wherever you can find us. Terrific. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and finally, uh, it's, hey, this is Rich, the architect. And uh, again, I'd like to thank all the guests for coming on today. And until next time. She Architect, signing off. We'll see you.